With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. This is something that you may never have heard of. In fact, some think it was the inspiration for the Statue of Liberty. But I got to give you a little background. You know, we've been going through the American Covenant book, The Untold Story, and we've been talking about the most powerful force to transform the world ever unleashed on planet Earth is the civil government? No. An incredible military force? No. Super, super rich people? Celebrities? No. You know what it is? The self-governing individual who loves God with all his heart, her heart, and has made it their mission to heavenize the earth by loving their neighbor. Most powerful force ever unleashed on the earth. And that force was unleashed 2,000 years ago when people began to put their faith in the one that God sent to save us from our sin, our selfishness and pride and greed, Jesus. Now, that self-governing individual, that member of the family of faith who's willingly, voluntarily submitting themselves and their lives to the word of God found in the Bible, has been transforming the world ever since, bringing liberty and, and, and peace and blessing when they're walking with God. Now, we've talked about the pilgrims and the founding fathers, and we've talked about the forefathers and the foremothers. This self-governing individual was, was never, perhaps, seldom ever more beautifully exemplified than in the pilgrims. And uh, Dr. Foster talks about this in his book, The American Covenant. If you've got your copy already, you're already probably at chapter two, if you're going through this and the discussion questions. And... I made a documentary called Monumental years ago because I was deeply concerned about the direction our, our, our country is heading. And I retraced the escape route of the pilgrims out of England to Holland, where they spent 12 years with their pastor learning the nation building techniques found in the Bible. And they, they, they were taught those principles based on the ancient Hebrew Republic under the leadership of Moses. It was a true Republic before they had kings in Israel and uh, they were they were people who were representatives of the people and they had judges and it was beautiful and amazing and they modeled their idea of what this new government would be like after that and they came to the new world and they needed to set up a form of government because they didn't land down south where they thought they were going to they were up in a land that was barren the, Indi- the uh, Native Americans who were there had been wiped out by a plague and they were in this empty land and they began to form their own form of government. And, and, and they had the treasure of the knowledge of the word of God in their hearts and in their minds. Now, they left for us the secret to their success in laying the template for the freest, strongest, most prosperous nation that has sent the gospel to more places on earth than any other nation in history. And they gave us the secret sauce recipe so that if we were ever to forget how to make 
a beautiful nation for liberty and justice for all, we could go back to the recipe and rebuild it again. And they left it for us in the form of the largest granite monument in America. The largest granite monument in America, it's 90 feet tall. It is made of solid granite and it's sitting on a hill in Plymouth, Massachusetts, surrounded by a forest of trees and nobody knows about it. It's called the National Monument to the Forefathers. I wanna give you an idea of how big the real monument is. This is a replica of it, but you need to understand the scope of what the real monument looks like. Now, I wanna explain it to you because this is everything that we've been talking about in the American Covenant put into the largest granite monument in America, and you can go see it in Massachusetts if you want to. Now, <clears throat> I wanna decode this for you, check this out. This is made of five figures, one here, four around the base. Notice that the largest figure is at the top. This figure is uh, at the very center and the core of the monument. It is the most important part of what the, our forefathers said was necessary to build a free and just society that would produce blessing and liberty for everybody. Her name is Faith. And I want you to look at this. I'm going to show you up close. You see it there. Her name is Faith, written in stone. Now check this out. Faith has her finger pointing to, the, to heaven and the one true God of heaven. She has a star on her forehead representing wisdom, and she's holding a book in her hand. That book is the Bible. And it's not just any book. It is, uh, I'm sorry, any Bible. It's the Geneva Bible. And the Geneva Bible is unique in that it was the first English translated Bible uh, in the world that had the chapters and verse numbers integrated into the text of scripture. So the first time John 3.16 was found by going to chapter three and verse 16 was in this Bible called the Geneva Bible, which was the Bible the pilgrims brought over on the Mayflower. Her foot is on a rock and that rock is, is a, a Plymouth rock. And so they believe that that the most important step is to have faith in the one true God of heaven and his word, the Bible. And we're to reason from that word to every area of life. And the first manifestation of that biblical faith, right? Faith in the Bible is found right, right here in this figure. Now, her name is morality. You can see there, it says morality under her feet. Now, Morality is depicted by a woman who's holding the Ten Commandments in her left hand and the scroll of Revelation in her right hand. But the forefathers didn't believe that morality was something that you could impose on people, the government externally forcing you into a code of morality. They believed it was an internal uh, virtue that began with a change of heart. How do we know that? Because on her left, under her chair, right here, it says, evangelist. It says evangelist. They believed, uh, just as this picture shows, a man preaching the, the, the message of the gospel, that the gospel must first transform the heart and you must be born again or born from above by the spirit of God. Once you are born again and saved by God, God gives you a new heart with new desires and now you love what God loves and you hate what God hates. You have an internal morality that has been produced by the spirit of God through the message of the gospel preached by the evangelist. And now you want to know what is the moral standard of God 
you know, in black and white, and you've got it here in the Ten Commandments and the Scroll of Revelation, representing both the Old and the New Testament. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Now, once you have good morality in your nation, then you can make good laws. And here is the man of law right there. It says law beneath his feet. And there is the judge who's sitting in the in the seat of justice and he's holding the book of law in his hand. Now, notice that the book in law's hand is directly beneath the book in faith's hand, indicating that man's laws must always line up under God's laws or they're not good laws. And those good laws are described by what's on his right, which is justice and mercy on his left. Justice is described as a, uh, by a woman who's holding both scales, like balancing scales, and a sword, indicating that the government does not bear the sword in vain. Once you have good and godly laws balanced by justice and mercy that line up under God's eternal moral laws of right, now you can have, civ- you can have civility in your society. You're rewarding the good, you're promoting that which blesses others, and you are restraining evil and punishing the evildoer. Now you have civility. And now you can go to the next figure, which is education. And you can educate your children. There's education. She is uh, portrayed as, let me see, there we go. We can portray, uh, we can see education is portrayed as a woman. This is likely a mom, a mother, because they believed that education was a parental uh, privilege and responsibility. They never would have imagined the idea of paying the the civil government to educate their children because remember they came out of government tyranny and the government would have taught their children a worldview that was completely opposite of what they believed as uh, Bible believing Christians. And so this is a mother. She's holding the books of knowledge in her hand. She's ready to teach her children. She's wearing the the laurel wreath of victory around her head. And to her right, uh, it says youth. And there's a picture of her training her, her child in the way that they should go. And the child's there with a notepad and a pen and she's teaching the child. And then on her left, it says wisdom. And there's an old man holding a a Bible and a globe indicating that he has a biblical worldview. 
So they believe that if you would train up a child in the way they should go, when they're old, they'll not depart from it. And if you educate your children to the third and fourth generation, that's your, your, your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids, that you will end up with the desired result, which is the final figure here, which is liberty. And there's liberty man. Here he is. There's the liberty man. And if you notice, he's dressed in the full armor of God. He has the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the, the belt of truth. He has the sandals of the gospel of peace. He's holding the sword of the spirit. The chains on his wrists and his ankles have been broken because tyranny has been overthrown. And if you look here on his shoulder, you'll see the, the claw of the lion and the head of the lion down around his waist. The hide of the lion has been draped over his back because the lion, which represented England, had been uh, defeated. The tyranny of England had been defeated. And he is ready, looking out over the Atlantic Ocean, and he is ready to defend his faith, his biblical morality, his good and godly laws, the ability to educate his children and grandchildren in a biblical worldview, and he is ready to defend his liberties, his freedom. He has been given freedom internally from the power and the penalty of sin and liberty externally from the power of tyrants and bad governments. And if you look to his left, you see uh, his wife and her name is Peace. And she's holding a basket full of gifts for her friends and her family. How many of you think we need to return to these values in the United States of America? You see, this is, this is what it's all about. This is what it's about. This is not about choosing between left or right. This is about choosing between up or down. That's where she's pointing. Up to God's ways. Up to, 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 to God's word. Reasoning with your mind. Faith is not just some mindless, emotional uh, comfort crutch. God comforts us in our affliction, but he also gives us wisdom and he gives us truth and his spirit to guide us into all aspects of his world, which he loves. Into our homes, into our churches, into our schools, and into our civil government for the blessing and the protection of the liberties and freedoms that he's given us, leading us to peace, peace with God, and peace with one another. Isn't this awesome? I am in love with the principles of this monument. And it's there for anybody to go see it. You go to Plymouth, Massachusetts, go to the uh, Jenny Interpretive Center, ask for Leo and Nancy Martin, and uh, you will get a tour of this. The weather is beautiful, and it will, it will blow your mind. When I first saw this, I was just in awe. I had tears of gratitude. And then I felt myself having to fight back the anger that I felt that this has been hidden from us. And no one ever told us about this in fifth grade civics class. And many people who live on the East Coast and lots of congressmen, many people in Washington, D.C. have never even heard of this monument. And everybody needs to see it. I think it's the most important one in the world. The reason I have this is because I made the world's only replica of it that I know of. I, in fact, I hired the... Uh, the, the Weta Workshop, these are the, this is Peter Jackson's company. These are the people that did all the sculpting for the Lord of the Rings. And uh, they modeled it beautifully in detail. And I have got, got thousands of them that I 
and I'm giving them to politicians, to principals of universities and colleges, to pastors and to parents who want to teach these principles to their kids in a physical three-dimensional way um, because this is what it's all about. This is the self-governing man, self-governing individual. Here he is. He's called Liberty Man. It's Liberty Woman, dressed in the armor of God, ready to defend. And the result is freedom and peace. I hope this has been interesting to you. Um, I would love for for you to uh, join me over the next several nights as we're going to go deeper into each one of these aspects. I'm going to go deeper into what kind of faith. Our forefathers didn't imagine just any kind of, of deity to have their faith in. And we're going to talk about what morality is in detail and about law and about education and about liberty and how you and I can learn to be a liberty man and liberty woman. So, uh, so don't miss the next couple of nights. God bless you. I'll let you get back to your families and uh, I hope to see you soon. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.